10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Uh, from Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland Been winning all the games in my division Tell your missus not to miss her, she tripping No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted No disrespect to the spirit to the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end Shout out to my dog Venom, no spider Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it Leave your red like the bright lights on exits Almighty back, huh, 12 letters, my take for yours Wonder who sells better Young college kid But I never got a letter One man's trash Is another man's treasure Bless up Then boss up But if you walk up I got something That'll off ya Yeah All I ever hear Is back legend When you gonna stop doing this When you gonna start doing that When you gonna come see me When you gonna come see her Look Y'all need to understand something Everything I do Is work Everything I touch is rare. rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girl's period. But on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick cut, two C's, wash she pan twice. For them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. F-R-I-V-O-L-O-U-S entertains And anything that I really want I will obtain You a baker boy so we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli so I rock My words will take you to another world Lots of chalk, cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip, do I walk? Must because I got it in my sock Nah, I'm playing <laughs> Yo What's happening everybody, it's your boy Earth Mac The Mad Scientist and it's your boy, Mr. Thanos Rick. Mr. Gundam is the best anime, anime franchise in the world. Thanos Rick. Ah, Thanos Rick. And this is the OP Morning Show. Welcome, everybody. This is Hump Day. We are in the middle of the week. We almost there. We almost there to the weekend. We almost there. Um, now, I asked a couple of friends. Uh, shout out to uh, Tenacious. Uh, happy birthday to the Marine Corps. It's their birthday. It's their birthday today. Well, shout out to those guys. So, pretty sure they're celebrating in the best way they know how. But, uh, man, we got a loaded show today, man. We got a loaded show, man. I mean, I mean, you know, doing some research, you know, the past 24 hours or so, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is, all this news is dropping. I'm pretty excited about this, and as well as the Chucky episode from yesterday. So, Thanos Rick, how you feel today after some of the news that we discussed? I feel like a million bucks, <laughs> and I want to say, and I want to say, we did record our first Patreon episode regarding Deathlock. That was last night. That was last night. Yeah, and that is for the Patreon, um, Patreon users and subscribers, man. So if you are on Patreon, and you have subscribed, you have subscribed to the magazine which is only $5 a month. You also got <clears throat> the first official episode of Comics Declassified uh, with the first comic book character being Deathlock. And you know, we had a lot of fun talking about Deathlock and some of the storylines he has been in. 
some of the multiple personalities, well, multiple alter egos that he has, and and then a very interesting information about one of the riders for Deathlock. So, not gonna reveal it. You just gotta go subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix for only five dollars a month. You get both the magazine and comedy declassified once a month. So you definitely get that. We had a lot of fun doing that. And then uh, <clears throat> next month. Uh, we actually going to do another comics declassified for the second edition, and we are going to go with drum roll. Silver Sable. Mm. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about Silver Sable, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of people was asked, "Wait, who is Silver Sable?" Now, Silver Sable. You can find her on Spider-Man the Animated Series. She's been in a few episodes of Spider-Man the Animated Series. And she's a uh she's a super spy. Yeah, she's a secret uh agent and she's very badass. And <clears throat> with comics declassified, we do talk about some of the more obscure uh comic book characters, characters that are not on the mainstream that one day will be on the mainstream. We will estimate, we will speculate that they are. So we break it down to the Patreon users that they are already geared up for when they see them on TV. They know exactly who they are. So when you're in the movie theaters and you can be just as like everybody else that read comic books day in and day out, like, oh, snap, I already know who that is. I already know who Deathlock is. I already know who Silver Sable is and so on and so on and so on. So that's Comic Declassified. If you want to listen to Comic Declassified, all you have to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix, along with getting the monthly edition of Orange Phoenix Magazine. So, uh, had a lot of fun doing that. So, I already know why Thanos Rick feel like a million bucks. We already know about that. Uh, really? I, I think. Really? I think. Really? Uh, really? Like you know me so well. Really? I know you very well, sir. Really? I know you very well. <laughs> very well. <laughs> welcome, welcome, new listeners to the uh, OP Morning Show. But yeah, I, okay. So before we jump into the Eternals spinoff, because I feel like we're gonna jump into Eternals and we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna like stick to it for a minute. Let's talk about this live action film or <clears throat> this concept art that dropped. So now Thanos, do you want to take this reign, or do you want me to go ahead and go with the, go with it? Let me say this, man. I've been waiting for a Gundam live action movie for fucking forever. <laughs> okay. Emphasis on fucking in a non-sexual way, but for fucking forever. I've been waiting for this. Now we got close with Pacific Rim, but I wasn't satisfied with Pacific Rim. I wasn't. I was you got a tease on Ready Player One. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. And it, I lost my mind when I saw it. I'm like, yes, I see the potential in this. We need a live action Gundam movie. Now, in the past, a lot of the anime live action movies, TV shows haven't been the greatest. E, I know you know this. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just doesn't translate well to live action. Uh-uh. That that just seems to be a common a common reoccurring theme, but there seems to be a new boost in the efforts to bring anime to the live action fold. K 
Case in point, Cowboy Bebop. Case in point, we are getting another live-action Avatar series movie. I think it's a series on Netflix, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, E. I could mm. be wrong. But I, I think it's a, it's another, it's a new live-action Avatar coming to Netflix, either in movie or series form. And for those who remember the last live-action Avatar movie, it was trash. It was trash. Yeah, yes. it was we don't even talk about it. Exactly. And we shouldn't talk about it, you know, but, you know, for the purposes of this conversation, I am excited about Netflix and Legendary working together to bring this live action Gundam movie to the fold. It's been a long time coming. We should have got it a long time ago. Again, Pacific Rim. It, I was disappointed, you know, but I think this time, mm-hmm. this time it's going to be great. I am loving the concept art even though it doesn't really show a whole lot, but it is the famous RX-78-2 Gundam suit, but, you know, it's, 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 it's blacked out. And there's flames everywhere. You know, he's, he's like in a warehouse or some shit. I don't know where the fuck he's at, but this Gundam looks badass, but you can't see the details of it. It's blacked out, eyes are glowing green, there's fire everywhere, it looks fucking amazing, I'm excited, but it's a tease. They're teasing us now, and it's only... Mm-hmm. It's only a it's only a concept, so this may not be the actual look of the Gundam suit model of the movie. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We're not sure. We're not sure, but it is coming. No details of when it's going to drop. No details of when it's starting production. There's no details at all. We right. have this concept art, but it is coming because I think the the person who directed or produced the the Kong movie yeah von roberts von roberts he's gonna head it so i mean i like kong it was okay so you know i'm i'm I'm, you know i'll 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 let things be how they be and i won't talk shit yet you know what i'm saying but you know i'm excited i'm looking forward to it let's get this going i'm fucking ready i'm turned (laughs) up i'm hype i love gundam i still believe gundam is the best anime franchise of all time Mm-hmm. We need this. We need mm-hmm. this. We want this. And hopefully, hopefully, if this movie is successful, E, you're going to start to see more anime franchises coming out the woodwork live action. I think, well, I, I, think well, the, I mean, I think the success of Gundam w- will really be like, okay, if Gundam is successful, then let's go ahead and try this again. Because, you know, they tried Dragon Ball Z. Remember that? It was trash. I don't remember that. Really, really trash. I I, I don't remember that. You don't remember the live action uh, Dragon Ball movie? Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, you do. Liar. But it's okay. No, I don't. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. E, I know why you said that. I know why you say this. (laughs) (laughs) You choose to forget it. I understand. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping if this one is successful, we're going to see a lot more anime franchises come out into live action. But this. It's, it's make or break time. This movie has to be a success. It has to be. I, I don't think like like the <laughs> listeners understand the hatred that I have for this live action adaptation of Dragon Ball. Evol- you know, it called Dragon Ball Evolution. My hatred runs deep for this movie because it was an insult to anybody <laughs> that watched Dragon Ball or even heard of Dragon Ball C. It was an insult to our intelligence. It was like the was. casting was god awful. Yeah. Goku was in freaking high school. Like Goku don't even know what school is, but, yeah. but 
Look, my hatred is so bad that if I ever see that movie in in a store, I will buy it just to burn it. Wow. That's how bad that movie is. It is horrible. God awful, man. It's worse than a sci-fi movie. It is. It's worse than a TV sci-fi movie. I'd rather watch those. Sharknado was good. No, I mean I'm not I'm not going to discredit Sharknado. That, that was actually good. But it, I'm just saying. Yeah, I will buy it just to burn it. Well, you wasting money. No, fuck it. I will buy it just to burn it and stomp on it. Probably shoot it. To use it for target practice, man. That's how terrible this movie is. I think they apologize for that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we deserve an apology for that. We deserve yeah. it. I think they apologize for that movie. You know how horrible a movie has to be for you to, to apologize for making such trash? I mean, to be honest, E, I was surprised when he even did it because I'm like, okay, Dragon Ball. <sighs> I gave it a shot. Just, I asked to watch just, it. I gave it a shot. But just just the look of the characters, how do you bring that into live action? Like Dragon Ball is one of those French like is it'll be hard to make that live action. I don't I don't even know why they chose that one. Because it, 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 it ain't hard. It ain't hard. It, it is Man it's of Steel, not, prime example. That's a Dragon Ball fight right there. That really is a Dragon Ball fight. When you watch Man of Steel, that fighting scenes close to the end, that's a Dragon Ball fight. Well, no, the 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 fight scenes, yes, but the look of the characters, yeah. like how are you gonna have a live action person, like the hair, the hair alone? How do you do the hair? Yeah, your hair is too wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, just, dra- just Dragon just Ball. Dragon Ball will be difficult to do live action just just off the the visual the look yeah. the fight scenes yes you can do the cities you can do you know the aliens you can do that but just that saying look that alone would be hard to do live action yeah it, it would be you, you know so with that being said I would just leave it alone just let it just let it die just let it die just give us the animated films like we normally get and be done with it because some stuff don't translate well from animated live action. I mean, now the the I feel like one of the deciding things is Cowboy Bebop whenever it drops, like uh, in a couple weeks, right? Or so. <clears throat> now, also from when I was reading that, Von Roberts signed on to both live action adaptation of Gundam as well as an adaptation of Metal Metal Gear Solid, the popular video game series, which is set to star Oscar Isaac, which y'all know him as Moon Knight. As Solid Snake, so not only are you getting Gundam, but you will be getting Metal Gear Solid, which I have been clamoring for for a hot minute. That Metal Gear is just—I might have to change my list up because Detroit actually uh, put up a a post in the Geek Corner asking, "What in your teenage years? What are the five most important games?" You know, what was the five most important games that in your lifetime, like in your teenage years? And I had Final Fantasy VII, Pirates of Dark Water, Street Fighter 2010, Street Fighter Championship Edition, and uh, Final Fantasy VII. I might have to switch that out to Metal Metal Gear Solid because you know that was important. Because I love Pirates of Dark Water. That was part of my childhood. Now, 100 Yard Alchemist asks, how do you guys feel about Black Saints? Now, are you speaking of the comic book? Because actually, Thanos, you remember me and you met that guy, right? 
Did we? Yeah. We, um, I think the first time we met them was at Denver Comic-Con. And <clears throat> he had his comics out. And I, he didn't just start out, because it's been a, him and his wife. Um, they started out a couple of years. And they have in, you know increased popularity exponentially. So You know what? Didn't we... I think we we did a show with them, didn't we? Uh, no, we kept meaning to do a show with them. We just never got a, you know schedule conflicts and stuff like that. So we just never. You sure? Yeah, we weren't able to get them on the show. We, we never gave. I would remember that. I would definitely remember that. But yes, um, we've actually followed them on Instagram, and their numbers are steadily increasing. So, um, shout out to those guys. That wait, family, wait, 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 wait. Black, black, black sands. We did. Well, I did the show. E, remember. I was one who, who interviewed them and I sent you the stuff to post. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. like 2000 and that had to be like 2017. Give no. or take. No, no, no. Six, 16. No, that was 17. That was 17? Yeah, that was 17. Yeah, yeah. So that that was one of our earlier shows. Matter of fact, feel free guys to travel back to 2017 for the show because I'm pretty sure it, we have it still posted up. But yeah, that was that was years. That was some years ago. That was some years yeah. ago. And I, I interviewed him and his wife. It was actually it was a great interview, actually. It was great. Very informative. So yes, yes, yes. Not yeah. Um 149,000 followers. It's the number one black comic publisher in the nation. And um they raised 800 k already. Yep. Yep. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So they you definitely need to go check that out. Black it's called Black Sands Entertainment. So <clears throat> They got yes. investment links in, in the bio. Yes, and check out the interview we did back in 2017. E, we should have it still posted up. Yeah, it should be there. Yeah, yeah. it definitely should be there. Yeah. De- definitely should be there. Um, If not, then I'm going to have to go back through some files and stuff. It won't take some looking. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to go back through some files, but I, I definitely uh, say it's still on there. Now, it says now, while the image is source accurate, uh, look at the Gundam suit. It's not much going on in the terms of what type of film Gundam is going to be. Von Roberts said in the past that he wanted it to be as accessible point for the franchise, which will allow audiences new to Gunner to catch up and become invested, opening the doors for more exploration and into the 40 decades worth of Gunner related material. So I think it's no better way to actually get up in the story than start off with the first one with the RX 78 2. Um, there's a richer story there. Um, and then I will say, just go ahead and, you know, you may do Gundam Wing. I mean, Gundam Wing is one of the most popular ones. Or you could do Mobile Fighter G Gundam, which is freaking amazing. But honestly, they should see. I don't even know if they honestly, I think they should tell a new story, to be honest. Ah, that don't, that, that's not going to go think, well. I think they should totally tell a new story and just make it just make it a cinematic universe. Oh, I get what you're saying because I, I get what you're saying because with with Gundam, um, it's like it's more like uh, I forgot the word I don't, anthology. If that, if I could say right. that right, yeah, yeah. So you know you have certain sections or timelines or whatever the case may be where these characters are unrelated. Exactly. So yeah, so I take that back. Like that wouldn't work, but that, that actually would work. Um, you just got to make a Gundam that looks like a freaking Gundam and go on from there. You can easily do that. You can easily do that. Now, I mean, because you don't have to take, you don't have to copy the source material to the T. 
you don't have to do that. I mean, hell, no one, no one really so does that. It's complicated for that. Exactly. Well, anyway. So you can definitely tell new stories, bring in new people, because if you, you know, a mobile suit Gundam, although it's a, it's large story-wise, mm-hmm. it's still limited in a sense. Like you, you can't really tell too many stories from that. I mean, I guess you could, but it's, it's, I'm thinking more in terms of let's let's do a universe and let's just, you know, you know what, what Marvel's doing, what DC tried to do, you know, um, just just do it like that. Just do it like that. And then, you know, tell these multiple Gundam stories within one umbrella. Link right. it all together through the characters, through the Gundams themselves. But but just just tell multiple you know what Star Wars like what Star Wars is what they're doing right now Star Wars they're building their own universe they're telling multiple stories in the same timeline I think Gundam should do the exact same thing don't limit it to just one storyline because there's there's only so much you can do with that with that one story with Mobile Suit or with the Gundam you know it's it's, it's only so much I don't think they should do that just. One big umbrella, but tell multiple stories within that and then connect the dots. I think that's the best route that they can go. And that way way you have the freedom to bring in other directors, other actors, actresses. You know, you can tell several various stories, you know, and there are no limits. I think that would be the best route to go. Personally. Now the next uh, movie adaptation. Now, again, we're still going to talk about Eternal Spinoffs because we got a list of spinoffs that could possibly happen and got a little bit of information in regards to that voice at the very last post credit scenes because a lot of people thought it was dr strange but it wasn't it was someone else well hold on e hold on before you go but i'm not gonna say it quite yet because i'm gonna gonna cover this one piece first well well, well, let's let's okay okay just just real quick real quick eternals what'd you think yay or nay yay okay one piece go ahead Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, all day. <laughs> and there's a reason why I asked that. There's a reason why I asked that. But go ahead. To yeah. So, okay, so Netflix rounded out the cast for its upcoming One Piece live action series. Now, this is something that you cannot deviate from because this is a continuing story. It was created by Oda in 1997. Um, the original manga focused on Monkey D. Luffy, a young man who aspires to become King of the Pirates by acquiring titular treasure One Piece. Now, in his pursuit, Monkey enlists a small crew known as the Straw Hat Pirates, and together they set sail on a ship named the Going Merry. While confronting other nefarious uh, pirates in the East Blue, initially One Piece has humble beginnings, but it has since spawned a bustling franchise comprised of video games, animated films, and a smash hit One Piece animated series that recently crossed 1,000 episodes. Now, Netflix is also uh, seeking to cash on the success of the popular franchise and has been developing a live-action adaptation of the manga since 2017. It wasn't, however, until 2020 that the series finally scored a 10-episode order as the streaming giant, and even then, plans to kickstart production were halted due to to COVID-19, obviously. So, you know, on Tuesday, they released a new video announcing the the live-action series, Along with uh, in an amusing clip, the live, the new actors disclosed the roles they will be playing in the show Who Killed Sarah. Inaki Godoy is playing the lead, Monkey D. Luffy, uh, while Roroni Kenshin's final chapters, uh, Makinu and Fear Street's Emily Rudd, 
are joining as Roanora Zorro and Nami, respectively. All Rises, Jacob Romero Gibson will uh, play Usopp, whereas Boiling Points Taz Schuyler will star as Sanji. And so they actually put up a, a video on Netflix Geek. I'm apprehensive about this. This story, I'm going to be honest with you, because <clears throat> Queen's uh, son, DJ, he became interested in One Piece. Um, I, uh, I got him two, vol- well, two uh, three-part volumes of One Piece. So he's currently reading that, right? Um, now, the first four seasons of One Piece is on Netflix, and I seriously doubt they're going to put all the seasons on Netflix, but there's enough episodes to to satisfy his palate. But the thing is, it is over a thousand episodes. This is possibly the richest, biggest, fantastical story ever told in anime history because of everything matters. Even the side characters matter because you don't want to, except for the fillers, you can you can get rid of the fillers or whatever. And and for the people that don't watch anime, fillers are just um episodes to fill the gaps between the main story and you don't necessarily have to watch the fillers to understand the main story you can skip those but so anyway so with how how rich this story is with the casting that they have that's not even the whole entire crew you're missing brooke you're missing frankie you're missing robin you're missing them but i mean i know where they're starting at they're starting with like the east blue and it's starting with the uh live action series or whatever the case may be, but I, I don't know. I don't know if this thing's gonna pan out as uber successful as people might think because the, the story is still going on. The manga is still going on. This story has not yet ended. This thing came out in '99. You remember that? It came out on Fox on Saturday morning cartoons. You know what? I don't remember back then in '99. I, I I don't I don't remember it that far back to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, you know, with 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 One Piece, I never really. It wasn't until recently that I realized how large of a fan base One Piece has mm-hmm. now. And that you know that's due to my ignorance. I I you know I I don't know. Every all the animes out there, I you know, but I know One Piece. I, I didn't know how big it was until recently. Freaking I, huge! Recently, so you know, and we were just talking about these live adaptions. Well, first, let me, this is one thing they can't fuck up, <laughs> and I got a feeling that they will do that, and, I, and not by any fault of their own, not by the actors' fault, because the casting is actually pretty good. It's, it's actually multicultural casting. Whereas with One Piece, One Piece is actually multicultural. You know, you have different races and everything else. It's not just one set race. And that's the that's the beauty of One Piece. It's multicultural. So <clears throat> like Usopp. Usopp has black hair. He has more of an afro, you know, and lineup and beard and stuff like that. But, you know, he's being portrayed, you know, by by a black person. So I'm like, ah, all right, that, that makes sense. That that makes total sense. So, um, how would this look? 
That I don't know because there's I, there's not like uh, screenshots or anything like that. Well, how do you how do you how do you bring this to live action? Like, how would this look? I'm curious. Like, how where are they going to start exactly? At the beginning, they have to start at the beginning. They have to start where you know Luffy showed up on a barrel in a barrel, and meets Kobe, and and then meets Zoro, and then go on from there. That that that's where you have to start from. That that's where you gotta go. Um, I know DJ. He started you know, watching One Piece, and that's where he started from the beginning. But I, I think he need to go back and watch it because I think we we was just in the middle of like playing dominoes and stuff. So to for him to fully understand what's going on, because the character that he meets in the first episode it don't show up again until like another fifty or seventy five episodes later, or maybe a hundred. Okay. Um, but it's it's a gap between how he met Kobe and and later because you see his growth over time. Again, he fulfills his dream of joining the Navy, and you see him get older and older and older, and then you see him actually be a reasonable opponent. You know, to a certain degree, because the Navy don't like pirates. But there's also this this warlords of the sea, which the warlords are immune to Navy arrest or, or whatever the case would be. Their wanted posters are still there because usually how your bounty is, your bounty kind of like determine how dangerous you are. You know, so after every adventure the Straw Hat Pirates have, their, their bounty increase. Like the news come out. Right. And there's so much technology. It, like it's literally... I, it's not Star Wars, so don't don't get me twisted. It's not Star Wars, right? But the lore and the the world is so vast. It is Star Wars like. You cannot mess this up, like Thanos Rick said. You can't, well, can't I mean, do it. You definitely have to have great writers. Like, like like the writers have to be on point. Yeah, there has to be someone with vision that can steer this ship. Now, e, is this is this a movie or is it going to be a series? Um, from what I'm gathering, this is going to be a uh, live action series. Okay, good, good, good. Th- that that's good. So, but it's a thousand episodes, bro. A thousand but, freaking episodes. Well, I mean, you you can't. It'll be easier to do it series wise compared to movie wise, I think. Yeah, because you can tell multiple seasons. You know, I I say what maybe sixteen, seventeen episodes per season. Now, the only way I can see this thing working is you condense like what happens in each anime episode and condense them into like a 10 episode deal because there's some stuff that is fluff. I get it because some stuff is kind of like drawn out, but not in a bad way to create more drama. So that's why I'm very, very curious about Cowboy Bebop. Well, how much fluff is there if it was a thousand episodes? I mean, is is it a lot of fluff? No, because I mean, if, if 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 it's a thousand episodes, or a that's thousand- what I'm saying, it's like some of it's filler. Like some of it's like you know filling the gaps between the main stories, so you can skip that out. Yeah, but so how you much- can easily. Yeah, but how much though, E? Because ten episodes might might not be enough. You no, may no, have to do seventeen. It's twenty. Well, that's the that's the first season now because there's there's no way you're gonna tell even half of that story in one season. Not not just because it's ten episodes. I don't, even if it's seventeen or twenty, you still ain't going to tell the whole first season in that in the season. Well, I mean, it'll have to be twenty episodes per season. 
Now, how many seasons? I, that shit beats me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Now, it might be an hour per episode, though. It'll have to be an hour. It'll have yeah. to be an hour. It'll so at that point, it makes it a little bit more feasible. But it, but the jury's still out. When it comes to anime and movies, sometimes Ghost in the Shell, uh, Battle Angel, Alita, which was actually pretty good. That that was an anime. The Matrix. People love The Matrix. The Matrix was inspired by anime for anime watches, man. It like people to watch anime and don't even realize it. Yeah, they, they do. People people watch it and don't even realize it. And then it's like when you bring it up to them, like, oh yeah, you want to watch this? And I don't watch those cartoons. I'm like, well, first of all, it's not a cartoon; it's an anime. Second of all, you already watched this already, but just in live action form, and you thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, you know, they kind of, you know, it's kind of like that. Well, you have to talk to people a certain way. Of course, <laughs> of course. But see, did I tell you? That? I, I remember I said this story like maybe last year, like early last year. Like I was in, um, I was getting my oil changed, right? And I was just sitting outside on my phone. And this young lady was like, like, like older lady. She was like beside me or whatever. Because I had on like a shirt or a hoodie or something like that. Had like anime stuff on it. And uh, she's like, oh, oh, you watch, you watch that cartoon stuff. I was like, I forgot what I said, but it was very smart. It was a very smart ass remark. Right. It was a very smart ass remark. Yeah. I mean, she was a little speechless. She was like, <laughs> she, she was, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, ma'am, it's not. You know, it's, it's it's anime. There's a difference. There, there's a vast difference. You know, cartoons is kind of like you know, Life with Louie, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, stuff like that. You know, safe. Anime, not so much. <laughs> not not so safe. Unless it's Pokemon or something like that. You know, that's safe. Beyblade. You know, that's safe. One Piece. It it, it dives deep into things. It really does. It dives deep into things. So wow. some you can enjoy. It's, it's quiet taste. You wouldn't call Pokemon an anime? Yes, it is. No, Pokemon is an anime. I said unless you're watching Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, the 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 Fox Kids Yu-Gi-Oh. By the way, let me let me emphasize that. You know, or Beyblade or Sonic X. Yeah, all those are anime. I mean, there are kid-friendly anime out there. Hamtaro. You know, there's that um, Zatch Bell. Well, I don't know Zatch Bell so much kid friendly, but you know, it's it's got like preteen humor in it. So, but yeah, so we're gonna take a music break and we're gonna jump right into Eternals spinoffs and talk about the Eternals film. And, you know, just how we feel about it and you know why preconceived notions was and um, that voice at the end of the post credit scene. So after the music break, we're gonna jump right into some eternal spinoffs. Sit back, watch anime and relax. 
a girl like Nico. Nico. Body of an angel, I will never let go. Yeah, yeah watching anime in our bed clothes. Oh. Playing Final Fantasy on PS4 Pro. Oh. Whoa, the kind of girl you can count on. Take a selfie in Japan with the iPhone. Send it to me even though I'm sitting right beside you. Stop. Every time I open my phone, it's a reminder. Pokeball, I'ma catch you when I find you. We a boo, shawty love playing yeah. sign. Uh. Oh, look what I did, she smiling. She smiling. Young Baker be the boss like Isaac. Oh, Taku, kick back. Yeah. Be a boo, kick back. Oh. Grab a drink, sit back. Yeah. Watch anime and relax. Oh, Taku, kick back. Yeah. Be a boo, kick back. Oh. Grab a drink, sit back. Yeah. Watch anime and relax. Shorty and I'm sipping on a 40 Nickel ears on all my kittens when we pull up to the party Fat ass and daddy bad, I'm a Brad, no Barbie Thinking that you hard as me, I'm thinking that I hardly Thought of you feeling like a Monica But I cannot say these hoes and I cannot be bothered enough Kick it with my slime, got me feeling like Malin Kauai when I'm cooling, but a demon in these streets Yeah, troublesome, rather be cuddled up Suck your butt, suck your lung, yeah, I'm all the above Tell me who you really love, I'm knowing that it's me Head in my lap, become a character, it's me, please Kick back, yeah. be a boo, kick back uh. Grab a drink, sit back Ooh. Watch anime and relax Otaku, kick back yeah. Be a boo, kick back uh. Grab a drink, sit back yeah. Watch anime and relax hey. Yo, and we are back. This is the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. Earth Smack the Mad Scientist and Thanos Rick. And uh, we're jumping into some good old fashion Eternals. Dude, do you know there's another Marvel show that's coming out on Hulu? What's it called? Hit Monkey. I just saw the trailer. I just saw the trailer. Olivia Munn, uh, Jason Sudeikis, and that shit looks awesome. Is it live action or is it animated? Oh, it's, anim- it's animated. It's animated. Something like Hit Monkey, you know, if you're going, you know, I understand why it's that way. Because some things look better animated than than live action. Because with animation, you have a lot more freedom for action scenes. You know, you can argue that animated action scenes are way better than live action because you have limitations. You know, with live action up without, you know, when you got special effects, you can add some stuff. But in all honesty, when you got animated stuff, anime fight scenes or whatever, it's like it's jaw dropping. They emphasize punches and kicks and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> but I mean, not not discount live action action because I love it. Martial arts and all the other stuff. So um, martial arts action is probably as close you can get to like anime a typical anime action scene because it kind of takes from that but madcap bellum that you could at least start it with bobby's world when you say a cartoon hey bobby's world is a classic which i need i need that dvd series of bobby's world and centurions and extreme ghostbusters i need that too so th- th- those are the three i need i'm gonna have to holler at my boy grady who's who actually uh Gave me uh, the Thundercats and the SWAT cats and everything else. So 
<clears throat> shout out to Grady. But I, hopefully I get to see him at another con. But let's jump into some Eternals. So basically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe 26th is 26th installment in Eternals. Um, a film about a group of immortal beings who have protected the Earth for thousands of years. In the present day, the Eternals are forced to reemerge to battle their sworn enemies, the Deviants. And while the film story stands on its own and doesn't really require any prior knowledge of the Marvel MCU, um, there are several seeds planted throughout that set up potential sequels or spinoffs. And let's break down every potential MCU. So before we get into that, so what was your thought on Eternals, Thanos? Let me say this. These critics who watch these movies and talk all this shit, you guys should all really fall down a flight of stairs and break every bone in your legs. You know, you you guys are ridiculous. And I'm tired of these critics talking all this shit. Rotten tomatoes is giving like it's 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 like they're purposely trying to get people not to watch the movie. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? Fuck these critics. I'm going to go see it for myself because, you know, people are trashing this. You know, oh, this is this the worst MCU movie of all time or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. I watched the movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. You know what I'm saying? Was it long? Yeah, sure. It's two hours and 30 whatever minutes long. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a terrible movie. Indeed. I mean, is is compared to other MCU movies, Eternals is not the worst. I'll just say that. I, I ain't gonna call any titles out, but tr- trust me, it's not the worst MCU movie that's come out. Facts. It is not. It is so not. These critics, you guys who get paid to talk shit, <sighs> kick rocks. Do, do something with your life. You know what I'm saying? Playing traffic. Something. But the movie was fantastic. It was great. It was great. It was great. Now I was upset. I, mean, I was kind of mad with you know some people who died. I was like, oh come on, you killed him. Ah, you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> you know, I'm talking about Icarus, is it? Man, talking about Icarus. Should we spoil it? I mean, it's it's, it's Wednesday, so I mean, I, I like Gilgamesh. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of sad when when he died. I was like, "Oh, come on, man! I like this guy." You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ajax, Salma Hayek's character. You know, I was surprised when she got killed up. I said, "Man, Icarus, you motherfucker!" Now now here's what I thought. Here's what I heard. Now, in in recent reports, I heard Salma Hayek has signed on for multiple uh, MCU movies. I saw that. I saw that. So it might it may not be the end of Ajax as people might think. I mean, to be honest. To be honest, I I didn't really understand any of them dying. I was like, well, why'd you kill them off anyway? You know, I'm like, this. but Icarus, that that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, I I, I don't understand why any of them died. You know, now mm-hmm. given given the story that they told, I understand why Icarus, you know, did what he did. I get it. I understand that. But all these characters are great. You know, I mean, even even Sprite turning human, for, you know, from Cersei. I was like, okay, I understand that. I, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. You know, um, but I liked all the characters. I liked all the characters. I, I, I thought they were all, all of them had great storylines separately, mm-hmm. I think. So, 
you know, just 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 things like that that I wish they would have went a different route with it. But you know, it these critics, man, these critics. And I, I don't hope- pay attention to critics worth a damn. Let me be honest with you. I, I'd rather go to see the movie myself and then <clears throat> draw my own conclusions with with that. So like with Icarus, like I he was the only one that could fly. And I'll all I got all I can do is just go back to the Greek mythology of Icarus and wings made of wax or whatever the case would be like you know he was warned don't fly too close to the sun or you will burn and that's how he died he flew straight into the damn sun which you know it was poetic at this point because i was explaining to queen i'm like you you know the story of icarus and she's like nah I don't, and it's, you know i told her i said well you know marvelous aside, icarus you know had wings that he was flying around close to the sun and he was warned not to do that so but he just ignored warning. So Icarus was a little bit of a troublemaker in a sense. So when you watch the movie, you see Icarus <clears throat> be that troublemaker. But I also like the fact that it kind of stand on its own laurels. It didn't like grab a villain out of nowhere type thing. So, that you know, you learn more about the lore of, of Eternals. Now, the standouts to me was Cersei and Dane because I, I know Dane Whitman to be somebody you know i'll say that later but and i just was looking at i was hoping that he was gonna just have more of an action role in eternals but i understand the build-up i understand the story so eternals weren't really bad i think what it is though is that people allow critics to get in their head when it comes to certain films and i had my own apprehensions about eternals because the trailer didn't seem as appealing as other marvel movies but before i walked in the movie theater i dismissed all those thoughts that i had and then sat down and watched this movie because i don't want no preconceived notions when i watch this movie because if you got your mind made up this movie going to be going to going to suck then it's going to suck before you even finish the film so i threw those thoughts out of my head and i'm like i'm gonna watch this movie with a subjective mind because I don't know much about Eternals. You know, Thanos, Rick, you said you didn't know much about Eternals. And, you know, we started researching a little bit. So, again, Cersei is the one that stands out to me the most because Cersei is in X-Men Avengers Blood Ties. That's one of my first introduction to her. So just by watching the film alone, man, the film was actually amazing. It was really, really good. Really good. Well, well, in a way, the movie kind of it funneled through Cersei in a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, you can tell she was getting majority of the screen time. It looked like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it, 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 you know, I get it. I get it. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. I hope there's an Eternals too. Um, I hope we see more Celestials. You know, yeah. definitely want to see that. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking through this, we're gonna finally move. Toward Galactus, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping. Okay, this is where we get Fantastic Four. This is where we get other characters. Even though you know, as as you mentioned, Dane Whitman, of course he's coming, and you know, and with his character, of course, I don't want to. You know, you can go ahead and mention that E, but you know, Blade. Mm-hmm. Now, the Blade reference was kind of weird. Um, but see that I, I, I'm actually going to jump into that. I'm go actually going to jump into go that. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So, but now before we do that, now I'm going to explain Cersei's comic book abilities. 
so uh, Cersei has superhuman strength, speed, agility, reflexes, stamina, and durability, molecular and atomic manipulation, manifest cosmic energy and as any form of electromagnetism, heat, light, electricity, etc., telepathy, invulnerability, telekinesis, immortality, flight, and teleportation. That's that's her count, comic book counterpart. She's been member of the Eternals, the Avengers, Heroes for Hire, New Breed, and God Squad. That that that's just her, you know, her abilities now. Now that <laughs> because <laughs> I, I feel like we gonna we was gonna jump into it. So the spinoffs. So now the first and most obvious follow up that Eternal sets up its own sequel. While the heroes manage to defeat the deviants once and for all, the film ends with each of its heroes in intriguing situations. Half half the team leave Earth to locate other Eternals, while the other half is taken through a portal by the Celestial uh, Irishman. So you got that. Now, a potential sequel could explore both of these groups' journeys at the same time in a manner similar to disbanded Avengers in Avengers Infinity War with key members Icarus, Ajax, and Gilgamesh and Sprite all out of commission. Now, the dynamic between the remaining Eternals is sure to be a lot more complicated and a sequel could explore that while also um, continuing to explore the cosmic side of the MCU. Uh, The next one is Infinity Watch. Now, Eternals mid-credit scene sees the heroes who have chosen to explore the universe in search of their own kind being paid a visit by Star Fox and Pip the Troll. Star Fox, who is played by pop star Harry Styles, is identified as the brother of you, Thanos Rick, and informs the Eternals that other members of their kind are in trouble. Now, <laughs> Queen popped hard for that because when it said brother of Thanos, she popped up out of her seat and looked dead in my face. And I was like, for that split second, I didn't have any answers. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any answers. Oh, shit, brother Thanos. Because you don't hear much, you don't hear much about it, it make, which makes you want to research it more. So the introduction of Star Fox and Pip to the MCU seems to be setting up a team from the comics called the Infinity Watch. Now, the group comprised of various cosmic heroes, including Pip, Star Fox, and Adam Warlock who has already been confirmed to debut in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, assuming Adam makes it out of the events of that film alive and well. Um, Hunter Yard Ackerman said, that made me think of something. Do you guys ever think Darwin is going to ever get a resurrection? Hmm, not sure. Darwin? Yeah, that, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Now, the next one, though, is Black Knight. We was tiptoeing around this for a minute. Now we at this point. Cersei's love interest in Eternals is Dane Whitman, Kit Harington, Jon Snow, for you Game of Thrones people out there in the world. Now, a human professor with a... <laughs> you know, I think Kit is being typecasted. It seems I... like... <laughs> you think so? <laughs> that what, that what it looks like. But I mean, what better place than Marvel? After Game of Thrones? Hell, I'll take it. I'll take it. Sign me up, bro. Sign me up. (laughs) I mean, what a career. You go from Game of Thrones to Marvel. Shit. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, man. So he's a human professor with a complicated family history. In the source material, Whitman is a superhero known as the Black Knight. Now, having inherited a magical sword called the Ebony Blade from his supervillain uncle, he decides to right his family's wrongs and has served as a member of the various superhero teams, including Avengers and the Defenders. 
Now, in the film's post-credit scenes, uh, Whitman opens a chest that belonged to older family members of his, of his discovering the ebony blade inside. It seems to be pretty clear indication that Whitman will follow the path of his comic book counterpart, and Harrington has been widely rumored to reprise his role in a Black Knight solo project or some other type of follow-up. Now, despite this, Kit and the MCU producers have remained tight-lipped on his future and suggesting that they may have slightly different plans for Whitman. Now, here comes the one that answers the questions of, the, of that voice in the, post, the last post-credit scene in Eternals. Now, in addition to potentially setting up a Black Knight, the post-credit scene for Eternals throw the audience a curveball by also debuting Mahershala Ali's Blade. Now, after Whitman picks up the ebony blade, a voice heard from off screen asking him whether or not he is ready to wield it. Although the speaker is never physically seen, the voice is clearly Mahershala Ali's and Chloe Zhao has subsequently confirmed that it is indeed Blade talking to Whitman. Now, Blade's real name is Eric Brooks, is a fan favorite comic book character, as we all know, who specializes in hunting down vampires, and he has worked alongside heroes such as Doctor Strange and the X-Men, and has battled various villains, including Morbius, the living vampire, and even Dracula himself. That was the voice. Was Blade. Very, very intriguing. What you think about it, Daniel Rick? Well, for starters, Marvel would be stupid not to give Kit Harrington his own show. It would be stupid. I mean, it, it. We can safely say that you know. He's bringing Game of Thrones people to this, so for them not to give him his own show, especially as Black Knight, and also this is a way for you to connect Defenders, which we were talking about last night during our Patreon. Mm-hmm. episode like the the opportunity is there it's there so you know i i really think marvel kevin feige mcu they should really give kid his own show you're gonna have a gang of new fans coming in to watch it you know obviously you you know there's a similar game of thrones type of atmosphere vibe that we know him for from game of thrones i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's a win it's a win-win. And I know we joke about, you know, the, 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 the typecasting, but again, he ain't complaining. That's money. You yeah. know, so they should, money. they should really capitalize on his popularity because he does have a lot of fans and Black Knight, you know, that would be a great way to tell the story of a great character using a familiar face that we are familiar with. So Marvel, should, MCU should really rethink things if they're not going to give him his own show. Number two, Blade. Again, I, I thought it was kind of weird, and I, I know there is a connection with the Ebony Blade, Dane, and, 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 and Blade. I, I get it. I get it. You know, it's just, I don't know if this would have been a way to introduce Blade. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, it's it weird. You know? I mean, but, I mean, look at the situation with Blade. In the comics, he has battled more than just vampires. Like, he deals with the supernatural, and anything that has anything to do with like vampires, demons or whatever the case may be, Blade hunts them. You know, it's, I mean, vampires are at the forefront, obviously, but you know, he hunts other things as well. So the Ebony Blade has some sort of connection. So for Blade to be introduced, yeah, it makes sense. It's weird. Yeah, you're right. It, it's weird because it's not the conventional 
you know, vampire thing. Now, who knows? Maybe Blade show up in Morbius too. Uh, well, I think he has I, fought Morbius before. I mean, if they probably should do that, e and you know that yeah. that should be that should be a mid credit or end credit scene. Yeah, that's that's the way you introduce Blade. Don't don't put him in the movie. Let let them tell Morbius' story, but then that mid credit end credit, then you put then you bring in Blade. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And I really do wish I hope they do that because if you don't bring him in with Morbius, what you're gonna start off with with a movie about vampires all willy nilly without no previous prior explanation of where the fuck these creatures came from and where they've been this whole time in the MCU since 2008. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're for space you know according to Cork you know you've seen Thor Ragnarok you know he referenced vampires not only they come from space <sighs> apparently I don't really like that but oh, okay space vampires okay fine space what, Draculas whatever whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever you know what I'm saying but I mean there, there, there are ways to introduce characters and tell great stories but you have to connect yeah. dots you know so man i wish i was in the, the, the writing room i wish i was in those rooms e <laughs> I, mean, I mean hey man it's not <laughs> you know speaking of looking for writers man tyler perry's looking for writers he i think he's opening the door for more writers to be involved in his uh work well he needs them yeah no so hey man you know no it's, it's a good time to apply you know what i mean yeah but it's a good time to apply I think the stories he wants to tell, I'm not really into. So I'll leave. I that mean, way. yeah, but you can always make them better. Yeah. I mean, obviously he he would be like the Vince McMahon of of the writers' room. Obviously, he'll yeah, say yay or nay on it. That'll be terrible. That'll be terrible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't terrible. think he's. I think I don't think he is Vince McMahon. I'm just saying, you know, he's he will have the final say, which, you know, he has his own personal vision on how things go. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, e, well, e, you go ahead and let, let me know how it went. You you do it. You I mean, for the out. check, for the check. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that check looking mighty fine. I'm just saying. E, if I see you in a, in a Medea movie, I, I will lose my shit. I promise you. No, I'm not saying being in the movie. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I think Medea's dead anyway. I think there's no more Medea movies. Okay. He's not doing any more Medea movies. All right. From, from what I've heard, from what I've heard, he's not doing any more Medea movies. But anyway, after the music break, we're going to jump right into our last segment. We're going to talk about some Forza Horizon 5 for Xbox and Chucky from last night, the episode from last night. So after the music break, we're going to jump into our last segment of these two subjects. All right. Enjoy not to. <laughs>
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We are back. This is the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. Thanos Rick, Earth's Matt the Mad Scientist. Yes, sir. For our, <clears throat> for our last segment, man, let's talk about a little bit of Chucky from last night, man. Uh, last night's episode was very, uh, very in- entertaining and very intriguing. So, uh, what's your thoughts on Thanos Rick? You know, I, I missed it. I missed it. You missed yep. it. Now, now, do you mind if I talk about it? Please, because I was exhausted. After that show, I was tired. <laughs> After our last night's show, like uh, our yeah. special Patreon show. I was a, it was a long day. It was a long for day. The, for the Patreon subscribers out there. Yes. You know, yeah. So <clears throat> what Thanos Rick is referring to is uh, we did, we got a new segment that comes out m- once a month for the Patreon users that subscribe to the magazine. It's called Comics Declassified, where we talk about certain comic book characters that are obscure, that is not on the mainstream uh, on TV, and that could possibly be on TV. So you're already well prepared on that character by the time they're on TV. So you just like the comic book es- expert. So the very first episode, uh, we did uh, Deathlock. <clears throat> uh, it did Deathlock, and um, we talked about him and his beginnings, his alter egos, his abilities. And um, he actually did make a TV appearance as well. We talked about that. So if you are curious about that episode, um, you can actually subscribe to our Patreon. It's only $5 a month. You will get the magazine each month as well as comic book declassified, um, <clears throat> describing that char- describing each character once a month. So next month we are doing Silver Sable from Marvel's fame. Um, I put the link in the chat. It's www.patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. Thanos Rick. We learn a little bit more and more about Chucky each episode. Right. So <clears throat> so basically, uh, Chucky's still in the hospital, obviously. Um, you know, little girl wakes up and, you know, her dad shows her Chucky and she screams her ass off. And it's Caroline. Caroline was in the hospital, you know, exhaustion and all that. And... <laughs> Her dad actually throws Chucky down a garbage chute and he lands in a bed of dirty needles. Chucky. This shit's hilarious. I'm going to tell you right now because he gets up and he starts to laugh and he started swimming in dirty needles <laughs> and getting high because you know with some of the needles that they use, they use that to, you know, maybe, you know, relieve pain or whatever the case may be. So he's stuck with all these needles and he's swimming in the shit. And he was like, God, I love hospitals. And I guess one of the reasons why he loves hospitals is he can get high easy without without dying. <laughs> without dying. So um, you also learn more about um, Jake and you see a little friendship going on and you they decide to jump Chucky. So they, they stomp them out, not knowing that Chucky already visited caroline at her home because they already got released from the hospital and chucky released his soul in the burn chucky and put it in a brand new doll so the one the chucky that they stomped out don't have chucky in it chucky's already in another doll at this point so um and it, it reveals that at a town hall meeting at the school because the police officer was introducing the principal and her head rolled on stage Mm. And it was all Chucky. And then, you know, the kids are like, oh, shit, we thought we killed him. And like, nah, that that's Chucky all day. But it, the most interesting thing, though, is that you remember what I was telling you about Colt and um, 
Cursor Chucky. You remember mm-hmm. I, when I told you he discovered an ability to split his soul into multiple things? Right, right, right. So, okay, his part of his soul is in the doll. And the other part is in Nika, which is played by Fiona Dorov, which is Brad Dorov's daughter. Now, Brad Dorov plays the voice of Chucky, and he got his daughter in the in the show. So Nika is a paraplegic, like her, you know, legs don't work or whatever. But you find out that she is fighting Chucky's soul internally. Because I, I think Nika has a phobia with blood. I'm gonna like And so, you know, from so from there, um you see Nika and Tiffany. Apparently they lure people into their bedroom, you know, have sex with them or whatever, and then kill them off. So <clears throat> Nika was gonna kill this guy that was strapped to a chair, then she saw blood on the knife, and then she passed out. And then she wakes up as Nika, not Chucky, and she's trying to cut the guy loose or whatever. And the dude is still panicking. As soon as he releases one arm, he slaps Nika on the ground and Nika reverts back to Chucky. And then um, Chucky knows this is a weakness at this point. Tiffany doesn't know this, but Chucky knows this. So, you know, Nick, you know, Chucky kills his kills the guy that was strapped to the chase. So, you know what? Let's keep this Nika thing between us. Let's keep this bullshit between us. So. So th- there's that. <clears throat> so now you got two Chucky's really you got one with the doll and you got one with Nika the girl and but Nika is fighting internally now also we learned that um reading this article here the tv show a titular monster form multiple friendships to the end but there are signs he might actually care about one of them Caroline the little girl since Chucky arrived in Hackensack New Jersey the bulk of his interactions were centered around Jake Wheeler and after struggling a struggling gay teen uh, bought the killer doll at the yard sale. Chucky made it a mission to mold Jake into his image, though he briefly gave in to his pain, becoming an accomplice to one of Chucky's murders. Jake ultimately turned back to the light. Now, after he actively refused to kill Lexi Cross, which is the girl he now befriended, um, little little lies solidified them as enemies. With Jake determined to end Chucky's rampage for good. Now, another bond Chucky has formed across the episodes was one with Lexi's younger sister, Caroline. Now, after the young girl first saw Chucky at a talent show, she was fascinated by what may be one of the multiple killer dolls hiding in Hackensack. Now, as teased in Chucky's episode four, the duo subsequently became a fan favorite double act, offering up some of the Chucky TV show's most popular scenes. Chucky and Caroline played video games together and engaged in several hilarious conversations. Given Chucky's established history, it could easily be construed that, like with Jake Caroline, was but a means to an end, a pawn through which he could fulfill his own twisted murderous endgames. Now, in Little Little Lies, it hinted that Chucky may actually have a genuine soft spot for Caroline. For starters, Chucky waited at the hospital in doll form to be reunited with the recovering Caroline. And despite the Peter Pan-inspired Chucky, setting up Jake, Lacey, and, Dev- and Devin's goal to destroy him. The killer doll willingly remained a sitting duck in, in the cupboard at her bedside all night long. Didn't even leave. Didn't leave to go kill anyone at that point. I mean, he, you know, he did kill a cop, but he, he hates cops. So furthermore, even after he was rejected by Caroline due to his newly burned state, the first thing he seemed to do was spend countless hours working his way back to her. It was then 
that the biggest indicator emerged that as he approached Caroline's window in the pouring rain, he discovered her playing with Tommy, the replacement good guy doll, purchased online by her father, and Chucky looked surprisingly, genuinely forlorn. Now, Chucky was undoubtedly been proven to be a pure psychopath that was never more evident than when Chucky show confirmed that his first kill was his mother. Now, as you saw flashback, you saw Chucky sneak into the room. You saw him transfer his soul to the new doll. And, you know, the rest was history. So there was many occasions that he could have just killed off Caroline, the little girl, but he didn't. So he simply transferred his soul to Tommy and all but verbally expressing that he was missing the love and affection that he that she bestowed upon him. Now, the killer doll has a considerable amount of power at his disposal. As such, Chucky would have a, had near endless options after being dumped into the hospital garbage. <laughs> he could have transferred himself into a different kind of doll temporarily or even into another human. Hell, he could have even transferred his soul into a sleeping Caroline, but he didn't. He simply traps, traps through a storm to return to her. And of course, he doesn't make Chucky any less of a villain were Caroline to turn on him more uh, definitively. Like teaming up with Jake, his vengeful side will likely win out as it did against even in C to Chucky's Glenn and Glenda. So, so Thanos Ray, did, it was a lot to pack in for that episode. Do you think Chuck is going to try to transfer part of the soul to Caroline? I don't think he will because he had many opportunities to do it already. Like he stayed in the closet, like at her bedside, didn't move. So, what do you think her purpose is? Then? I think two things, two theories I got. One theory is Caroline is actually adopted, and Caroline is maybe Glenda, um, his daughter, or he may have a general liking towards Caroline. Like maybe he sensed that she has a killer instinct too. Like maybe she has a murderous intent. Maybe by the end of the ep- by the end of the season, you see Caroline actually kill someone, and Caroline actually goes with Chucky, which which will make total sense. Which will make yeah, that'll make a hundred percent sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. What if Caroline kills Lexi, her sister? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's be, so many variables involved. That'll be that'll be something. That'll be yeah. Something. That'll be some Michael Myers type shit. <laughs> I mean, easily. I mean, when you really think about it, though, there was numerous opportunities that Lexi could have got killed. But it's almost like they're holding this until there's like this big kill that's going to be impactful. Or is she going to die at all? You know, she could not, you know, Lexi could just live through through the whole season along with Jake, you know, and Devin. <clears throat> now, I believe Devin is going to be the one who bites the dust, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think I think that probably gonna be the most traumatic one for Jake because that's somebody Jake is close to or gotten close to or whatever the case may be. And Lacey's boyfriend, which is Jake's cousin, you know, he's out of the loop. He lacks imagination. So they help they kept him completely out of the loop. So this whole Nika thing, now Andy and his uh adopted sister are gonna be on the next episode though. And it's almost like they're on some X Files shit. Like they almost like they they are literally hunting down all the Chuckies and killing them. Because from what I've seen, 
on the preview is that you know Chucky was hugging you know a little girl and Chucky was looking at Andy and Andy had a gun pointed at his forehead so it's almost like Andy and his and his sister is like hunting down every Chucky and uh, and just killing him which will make sense because they're going to call Andy now for the people that don't watch Chucky or whatever so way back in the 80s when the Chucky movie first came out um Chucky's target was Andy Barkley and he wanted to transfer his soul to Andy so he can you know grow up again and you know be a human so he terrorized Andy for a minute now Andy's all grown up went to military school well prepared knows the Lord Chucky so at this point he is literally hunting down uh, you know any remnants of Chucky so he can kill it and the show's not really that scary to be honest well, it's not scary at all. I mean, the show's more funny, if anything. Yes, very much so. I've, I've gotten several laughs out of this show. <laughs> several. Especially you know. when he was sitting on the table and he shot the he shot the middle finger to Lexi, Devin, and, and Jake. Mm. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I, I did this shit, yo. Like, you can't do shit about it. He like, I hate cops. So I'm, you know. I mean, he let that cop have it. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> he said... He 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 pumped that cop full of full of drugs with that um with those needles, but it's but it's not over the top neither. So you know, Chuck could do at least one kill per episode, but it's not like a huge killing spree. So what do you think the end game is? If you had to guess, what is Chucky's end game to ultimately transfer into a body, a human body? I don't think that's that's it anymore because he's able to split his soul into other things. I think he's way past that at that point. I mean, this is his hometown of Hackensack. This, this is where he lives. So I don't know what his end game is because he always had that 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 psychopath side to him. So I think he's just at home doing what he do. And Tiffany is elsewhere, you know, with Nika slash Chucky. So maybe this thing can go different ways. Like maybe Caroline is the one to turn Chucky into I wouldn't say a good guy, but like an anti-hero, if you will. Maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe that maybe uh Caroline is that wedge between Tiffany and Chucky. And it's like, look, man, I'm not doing this anymore, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe Tiffany's the good guy. Who knows? But Well nah, because that would that would make everything Chucky's did before irrelevant. It'll it would be for nothing. I wouldn't say irrelevant. But it could, like I said, it could be one of them situations where, you know, he split his soul and, you know, one is worse than the other. And you got to, you know, I made a mistake. I got to have, I got to kill all these people. I got to kill all these, these remnants of me because they are doing more than me. I think all the Chuckies are going to try and get into human bodies. And then this is going to be a mass group of serial killers. (laughs) <laughs> on the loose. <laughs> that, that, that could be the case. But, I mean, it's already been revealed, though, that there's an issue with transferring your soul into someone, into a human body. Think about it. So, when they move Glenn or Glenda to a human body, the only thing that actually helped that situation is they were twins. So, each of them have a personality. But when Chucky transferred part of his soul into Nika, 
Nika is fighting it. And it's now she has a split personality in a way where she's trying to kind of like kick Chucky out. So I think there is a loophole. There's a liability into transferring your soul in a human body because it don't switch. You just sharing the body at this point. That's the way it looks like from looking at the movies. Well, I, I think that's only because it's only a part of Chucky's soul. It's not all of Chucky. Right. Uh, but but that's what I'm saying. Because uh, with when they transfer Glenn's body or Glenn as the doll to you know a pregnant Tiffany, Tiffany just end up having twins. And that will kind of like save that situation. But notice at the end of you know see to Chucky that um one girl the girl was like psychotic, but the boy was just was not um he wasn't psychotic at all. He was a complete opposite. He was like the light part of it. So I think there is a I think there is a liability when it comes to that. Now I think that's why he chose to stay in that doll's body. Cause you could do I mean, from his standpoint, you could do ten times more and get away with it. Cause not I mean, everybody has that imagination. Like, oh yeah, this doll is is a is a killer. Well, I mean, going back to the original movies, it was only if the first person that Chucky shows himself shows himself to it has to be that person that only his soul can can go into. It can't be anybody else. Right. That's how it was in the movies. Now, of course, things have changed, and now we have soul splitting. <laughs> now it's 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 morphed into something else. Um, and then, I mean, hey, if 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 Chucky's soul can be fought off, I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, right, and that's another layer, right? And Hundred Yard Alchemist said Chuck is a pedophile. I, Freddy Krueger is a pedophile. Well, yeah, Freddy, Freddy. Well, no, <laughs> I, I don't think Freddy actually slept with the kids. Did he? He, he just murdered them. Nah, he molested. I think he molested kids. I think he he did, did it and killed them. That's why the mob burned him alive. Was that confirmed? Yeah, yeah. They um they said it a couple times in some of his movies. I think Freddy versus Jason. Uh, the that. new. Not not a new nightmare, the, the latest one, but the latest one, he was accused of it, but he wasn't... I, it was weird. At, at first, you find out he, he was accused of it, but he never was He never was the corporate in doing it. Then you find out later that actually was true. So okay. he was doing that. So Chucky ain't really a pedophile. He, he's not feeling kids up. Like he, He's killing people, and he's trying to influence kids that may have his same mindset when he was a kid to do what he do. But... He just, he just liked to murder. That just, that just what he, he trying to find invent, in, um, inventive ways to do it, right? But you know, other than the old faithful, but I don't think he's he's a pedophile. He, I think he's just a murderer. At that point, you know, it's, it's certain kids that he really see himself in, and that I think that's why he kind of like took to Jake because Jake had anger inside of him. And Chucky observed without moving, observed his abusive father, you know, his lifestyle and how angry he was and how his dad was tearing up his sculptures and stuff like that. So that was like a seed that Chucky could plant in Jake. Like, look, man, your life sucks. People hate you. I got a kid that is, you know, that that's by or something like that. And I'm not a monster. I'm a killer, but I'm not a monster, you know, whatever. So I kind of get where you're coming from, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? 
is this world is kill or be killed, man. And Lexi, Lexi is a bitch, and you gotta you gotta cut her loose. You gotta kill her. And he's trying to make Jake kill Lexi, but he couldn't go through with it. So he might see the same thing, Caroline, because Caroline is a brat. She's she's re, she's real bratty. And you know she's like, I want Chucky, I want Chucky. Like Chucky in around, she spazzes out. And so maybe Chucky just sees something in Caroline and just want to turn her into something. We'll see when Andy shows up next week, though. It's gonna be some some uh some good oh, times, but but the body count still gonna grow. I mean, all, all hell's gonna break loose at some point. I'm just I'm just curious to see what what the end game looks like and if there will be multiple seasons. I'm assuming this show is successful and there will be a season two. I'm assuming yeah. Yeah, it's very know, successful. I don't know for sure, you know. So I mean, we'll see what happens. This point moving forward, but you know, yeah, I'm I don't pay attention. I'm to just concerned. Much. Well, no, I'm 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 just concerned about how much of the story you can tell, because there's only so much killing you can do. E, I mean, with with these type of stories, it ain't like a Freddy Krueger. You know what I'm saying? He can he can you know infect a lot of dreams, and you know he can you know there's always new people to. To torment, kill, whatever, 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 whatever. So Freddy's a little different, but a Michael Myers or a you know a Jason, it it it's kind of hard. Like how how much of this can you really tell before it becomes redundant? Hell, even with Freddy, even with Freddy, like how much of this can you? How far can you stretch this? Story st- story wise, I mean, killing is killing. I mean that that that's a. That's an easy thing to write in a story, you know. If it, if it's a slasher flick, horror, I mean that that I think that's a fairly simple thing because I mean, if if it's just about killing, whatever that yeah. you can do for years and years and years and years and years and years. But storyline wise, I'm just concerned about how much of 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 a story you can turn this into because I don't see this for like six seven seasons of just no, uh, same old I, I, thing. I, I, I think that's a bit ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to have to die, either Chucky or Andy or whomever. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think it's redundant per se <laughs> because Chucky's character is way deeper than the other characters that you mentioned because, I mean, his body count is not that high in this series. Like, he, you know, he takes out at least one person per episode and I think it was an episode he didn't kill anybody. You know, but... He also, like Don Mancini, the creator of Chucky, you know, the franchise, the movies, and all the other stuff, he said, pay attention to what he does. Like, he plants seeds in people where he got people actually fighting each other, not paying attention to what's really going on. So, I mean, not only do he torments you physically, he torments you, like, psychologically without even contacting you. Because you got, okay, so the body count is like Jake's dad, you know, Jay's dad was abusive, so he got electrocuted. Um, the bully, the bully that kind of bullied Jake, and then uh, the guy, he actually apologized to Jake later, but, you know, he got stabbed to death. The cleaning lady, you know, she had her knives face up in the dishwasher. Who does that? Don't do that. But <laughs> um, it was a series of, of, of accidents, of unfortunate events, because all of those situations look like accidents, with the exception of Jake's bully. You know, he he literally got stabbed while everything got burning. But I think there was only three people that know the cop. Yeah, he killed the cop. Mainly because he didn't like cops. So um 
I mean, when you really look at that situation, you know, the whole town is being infected by what he's doing, and he only took out four people. So, you know, you got people pointing fingers, you know, you doing this, you got people like, you know, revealing different secrets about themselves, and you got people got resentment towards their children, and that comes out, you got people doubting each other, and Chucky didn't really lift much. I mean, obviously he does what he does, but his body count is nothing, nothing compared to how high it is, like in the movies. Like the story is expanded. So I will say a second season will happen. It has to happen because I don't think you can tell a story in eight episodes. Um, so maybe two more seasons, and then that and then that'll be it. That, that, that'll be the, the nice little bow on that story. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. Interesting story, though, man. But you got to watch it, man, when he was swimming in those dirty needles. I mean, he was having a time of his damn life. He was like, man, he's he was getting high as a kite. He was, you can saw, you saw his little legs like dangling. Like, you know how you like deep sea dive and you see, and the last thing you see is somebody's legs. That's how deep in those dirty needles he was. Because he was getting high. He was like, high as a kite. So the last bit of news is now in a tweet, the studio head revealed a successful start of the for the latest installment of the racing series Forza Horizon 5, stating that it had enjoyed the largest launch day for an Xbox game studios title ever. Now reinvested for years in Xbox, according to the tweet, Phil Spencer, so more people can play with 4.5 plus million players so far across PC, cloud, and console, Forza Horizon 5. Shows that promise coming to life. Largest launch day for an XGS game. Peak concurrent. Three times FH4 high. We thank you players and congrats to We Are Playground. Spencer's tweet reveals that Forza 5 within just days has 4.5 million. And Playground Games' latest venture into the racing franchise takes place in a stunning open world recreation of Mexico. As well as including a number of picturesque scenic routes. And stunning vistas. The game also features a number of vibrant urban areas, and in true uh, Forza Horizon fashion, a multitude of different terrains to get to grips with. While Forza Horizon 5 has been popular with fans since its release, the game has also gained critical approval too. Critic reviews on Metacritic currently stand at 91 and 92 on PC and Xbox Series X, respectively. In our own Horizon review, uh, according to IGN, we rewarded the game a 10 out of 10 stating that the game is the result of racing studio at the peak of its craft and best open world racing game available. What do you think about that thing? I like Forza. I always liked Forza. Um, when it comes to racing titles for consoles, I mean, Forza, you, you have to put Forza up there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course you have your need for speeds and, um, What's the other one? Um, Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. You know, those titles, all great titles. Don't get me wrong, but Forza, Forza, Forza has really come a long way to really, you know, gain its popularity. Well deserved. Well deserved. So this is good news. I, I, I might get it. I'm still debating because I'm still playing F1. I just bought F1 2021 for mm-hmm. my for my Xbox. So. You know, I'm debating. Whoa, 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 for your Xbox, you got an Xbox Series X? No. Oh, okay. 
I can't even find that shit to be honest. But <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to say, my guy, I'm about to say, man, like you, you out here joining the dark side, like you, you switching sides. Hey, nothing. Hey, Xbox is a fantastic system for 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 just Forza. That's what I'm saying. No, in general, Xbox is fantastic. It's a great system. Right. Before Look, you don't, buy, don't do this. Look, don't 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 do this tribal shit. E. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no tribal shit. I'm just saying, when you buy your next look, when you buy your next gen console, I'm, I'm gonna need you to ask yourself this question: Are you buying this console for this game only, or what other games are you interested in getting along with it? And and also plant a seed in your head: I'm not going to sell this console because Here I haven't go. played it in a few weeks. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Must you bring this up every time we speak on the call? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Let the listeners know what your habits are. What let them let them know what you are the king of doing. You buy consoles. You don't play it for a few weeks. You sell the bitch. You sell it for what? And then you find a game that you really like, and then you have to buy a console again just to play that game. Just keep the damn console. I, I haven't played my PlayStation Four in week. Well, I have played it. Uh, a couple of days ago, but but before that, it's been weeks, probably a couple of months since I played my PlayStation Four. But you know what? That PlayStation Four is still under my TV because I'm gonna get an itch to play a certain game. Right now, I'm just playing my Sega Genesis. It's certain games I want to beat. But yeah, when you buy next gen, keep that joint. And if are you're you, gonna sell it, just give it to me. Are you done? I'm just, <laughs> I'm Can just we saying. Finally, man. move on from this. <laughs> Can we move on from this, sir? I'm just look. I'm just stating the. Uh, I'm just helping you out, Chief. I'm just helping you out. Because you now you realize how hard it is to find the next gen consoles, especially PlayStation Five. Well, the consoles are getting better and better and better and better. And yeah, I think this is it, though. I know, think there's no more next gen after this. Well, I mean, the consoles are getting better, and plus, you know, shortages don't help it anything. You know right. what I'm saying, and the, you know there's such high demand they can't make the consoles in time to meet all the demand. It's 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 this isn't like the PS4 release or the Xbox you know one like this this is different. PS5, you know the the Series X. This is different. This is different. Now you know it's 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 improved and people are wanting more and more of these things because they want the games are getting better graphics. It's it's getting better. So of course demands are going to go up for these things, you know. But you know, ne- as far as ne- next gen being done, I don't know. E, I give it one more, one more, one more console. Yeah, one more, and then and then and then after that, you know, we'll we'll revisit. But I give it, I give it one more, one go, because it ain't like demand is is slowing. People are still going to buy consoles. E, as right. long as as long as the money's there, I mean, why would you stop? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just feel like this time, okay, as much as I do hear about Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, I don't hear that much about it, if that makes sense. Because maybe because not many people have it. Because yeah, because of, no because one can get it. No nope. one can get it, right? So the, it, the, the, the demand is still high. So if no one can get it, it, it makes it even more demanding now, more valuable, because people have it and other people don't. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, with me is that um, is nothing appealing that say, damn it, I need to go get an Xbox Series X or 
PlayStation 5 unless it is a next-gen exclusive only and it's not on Xbox One or PlayStation 4. That's the only thing that, that will say, oh, I'm going to go get a PlayStation 5 because that's the only way I can play this game or whatever. The same thing happened with me with PlayStation 4. I did not buy a PlayStation 4 right when it came out. And that's a known fact. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a thing where people don't buy the gen, next-gen console right off rip because there may be some bugs or whatever the case may be. So you wait a minute. And there may be a slimmer version of the system or a better-looking version of the system. So I kind of wait for that and, and pay for it that way. So I, it's like, if I'm going to spend four or five hundred bucks, I got to make sure... You know, with this investment, I'm gonna, you know, do what I want with this. Excuse me, with this system. So, I mean, well, you know, you know not 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 discounting, huh? Well, I mean, you know, they're they're only gonna make games for both PS5 and PS4 for so long until they completely transition to PS5. It's only a matter yeah. of time. Yeah, I it's mean, a matter of time. The, the PS4 is still a good system. It's, it's not it's not dead in the water, but yeah, not you know, we're near it. I mean, but PS5 is, I mean, clearly they're, they're, they're still transitioning out. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as, as long as these PS5s are not being bought like they should because of shortages, I think they will continue to make games for both PS5 and PS4 until they get that fixed. To be honest, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, that's what I would do. If if I'm yeah. the head of Sony, whatever, I'm like, okay, well, these these PS5s ain't, ain't coming off the 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 the, you know what I'm saying? So I need these games to be both for so that way we can you know at least give them give 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 the people something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So when they get this PS5 shortage fixed, I think that's when you'll start to see more of a push to get away from PS4. To be honest, I got you. To be honest, I got you. So and, and only time will tell, man. And listen, man, listen, uh, check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix and subscribe. I just got the email thing, those Rick. Brittany just sent me the email for the magazine. So um, just got to check it out. And then uh, very, very soon, I will be posting that as well on the Patreon for $5 a month, along with the Comics Declassified, which is already on there, by the way, which is already on there. Um, also, go to orangephoenixmedia.com. Uh, you can click on apparel to go to the, our apparel session. And um, also the magazine section as well. If you just want single issues only, and you don't want to subscribe, you can just buy the single issue editions of Orange Phoenix magazine. And uh, give us a follow at Orange Phoenix Tees as well as Orange Phoenix Media on Instagram. And be sure to join our Facebook group page, Orange Phoenix Geek Corner. We do have discussions. Um, we do have movie nights. And I will be posting uh, as far as our next movie night on uh, uh, how we're going to go about doing that. So, you got anything else for the listeners out there, Thanos Rick? Go Cowboys. Yeah, fuck them. But anyway, uh, we... That's what I say. That's what I say. <laughs> so, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, we will be back with the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>